Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some VS pump tips, variable speed pump tips for you. I'll go over some basic things and some things that you may not be thinking of with your VS pump, but I think all these are essential to having a properly running pool and a properly running variable speed pump. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. One of the biggest problems I run into with variable speed pumps is trying to explain to the customer that the pump has to run a lot longer than their old pump, but it's going to save a more electricity. It's one of those things where it's like, huh, how's that possible? I mean, I'm running my pool longer, twice as long in some cases, and how am I going to save any money? What doesn't help either is that a lot of times the builders will install these and they'll just leave it set at like a really high speed, one speed, you know, 3200 or 3300 RPMs, and the customer initially doesn't see any energy savings. And it's really hard to actually see the energy savings in your bill Because like California, all the kilowatt hours are lumped together. There's nothing splitting one appliance from another. And so there's really no way to see it unless you're actually looking for it. When I first upgraded my pool pump to a VS pump, I did a detailed analysis of my electricity bill over the course of six months. And I could definitely see a difference in the kilowatt hours used. Prior to that, I had a 1.5 horsepower whisper flow. And I went to a Jandy VS pump. And there was a significant drop in my electricity use. Now, it's hard to quantify that because sometimes you'll have a hot summer over last year where it wasn't as hot. You use your air conditioner a lot more. And, of course, your refrigerator condenser is running a lot more because it's warmer in your house. All these factors add to more electricity use. And so that kind of washes out anything you may visually see on the bill from the variable speed pump. But... You know, manufacturing testing does show that you can save up to 80% on your electricity bill or 80% of energy use, I should say. I don't think you're going to save 80% of your electricity bill, but it uses about 80% less energy than a single speed pump. Those numbers are, of course, running it at a very low speed all the time. So I wouldn't say that that's an accurate assessment because most people don't run their VS pump at 1700 RPMs for, you know, 20 hours a day. That's just not going to get the water moving not going to get the automatic cleaner moving. It's not going to get the salt level or the salt system producing at a good rate. So I think that that's kind of a misnomer also. Those numbers are a little bit unrealistic. I'm just going to say that at least 50% of the energy use of your single speed pump is going to be the savings you're going to get with the VS pump. So explain to the customer that, yeah, the variable speed pump will save you money. It's just hard to quantify it on the bill because nothing's it's not itemized and split with energy use. Now, I'm sure if you connected the VS pump to a separate breaker, you know, Edison can give you a another breaker in California. That's our, our 
electric company here, they can give you a dual breaker. A lot of times when you have an electric car and it's charging, to get the rebate, it's a good idea to have another uh, meter and you would have to set that up with another panel, but it's possible. So if you were to actually split your VS pump onto a separate electrical panel with its own meter, you could probably see the savings. And if probably to do this correctly, you would have to have your single speed pump connected there first and have that running for one season in the summer. And then the next year you would take that off, put a VS pump connected to a separate breaker with a meter and run that and see the difference. That's probably the only way I can think of it would, would work in your particular resident and getting an accurate savings. Since you can't do that and no one's going to go through the trouble of doing that, you can just let them know that the manufacturer state that the energy savings can be as much as 80% versus a single speed pump. But in reality, they're going to save more than half the electricity usage for sure. Now, back to the original problem of explaining to the customer about the longer run times. It's pretty easy to explain to them. And I would use this example. You can use it like a scientific example if you wanted to, but I'd rather, it's easier if you just use the example of if you're driving your car, whatever city you want to be. For here, I would say from you know your house to Los Angeles, it will take you about 30 minutes to get there going 70 miles an hour. But if you drove that same car to Los Angeles and you only went 35 miles an hour, it would take you an hour to get there because you're going at half the speed. And that's basically what's happening with the VS pump. A single speed pump runs at 3450 RPMs, revolutions per minute. They can't be adjusted. It's just going to be running at 3450 RPMs when you turn it on. And it stays at that speed like a car going 70 miles an hour without going into any other speed. Now when you run the VS pump, let's just keep it simple. And say you're running it at 1700 RPMs, which is about half of that. If you run your pool pump normally for 8 hours a day at 3450 RPMs, logically, if you're running it at 1700 RPMs, you're going to have to run it for 12 hours a day to get the same amount of turnover versus running it at full speed. Now, the difference here is that running it at 1700 RPMs, you're only using about 130 watts of electricity. Running at 3450 RPMs, you're using 1800 watts, depending on the horsepower, anywhere from 1,500 to 1,800 watts, even 2,000 watts every hour. So that's the main difference, and the customer can see that right away. 1,800 watts versus 130 watts, twice the time. Therefore, running it longer is not going to cost me more in electricity. In fact, that 12-hour period is about one hour of running my single-speed pump or running their single-speed pump. So make sure you explain that to them, that that 12-hour period at 1700 RPMs, is the same electricity cost as running your single speed pump for just one hour. And they'll begin to see how they can save electricity and why it has to run longer. Now, along with that low speed of 1700, I actually prefer 1800 RPMs for the low speed running at 12 hours. You also want to have a medium speed running for a portion of the day so that, you know, the skimmer is activated, the automatic cleaner is activated. So I would suggest 2400 RPMs or 2600 RPMs for the high speed. And you're going to use about 700 watts at that higher speed. So if you're going to run that higher speed, you probably don't want to run it for a very long period of time because you're probably cutting your energy use in half. So instead of 3450, you're down to 2400, but you're using 700 watts when normally you would use 1400 watts. Let's say keep it simple. So if you had a single speed pump running for eight hours a day, one 
one um, hour of that is being taken up by the low speed of 1800 RPMs, 130 watts, 150 watts, something like that. And then the next speed would be a medium speed of 700 watts. So that's about half. And so run that one probably for, you know, I would say six hours, maybe seven hours. And that way you're not using up the full energy and you're saving money. And that's why I think to quantify the savings, you know, about half the energy usage sounds fair to me because you do need a medium speed in that pool to get the water features going, to get the automatic cleaner moving, to get the water circulating properly. Now, you may not need that depending on your size of your pool, but I found that just about every pool that has a VS pump on my route needs a medium speed to get things moving in that pool. So that's where you lose some of the savings on the variable speed pump running at a higher speed, but you really do save money on a VS pump. And there's really not much choice anyway because the Department of Energy mandated basically VS pumps VS pumps to be put in the pools um, going forward. I think it was a couple of years ago they mandated that. So once you understand that the VS pump needs to run longer to get the water circulating, that's pretty much half the battle because a lot of times when someone goes from a regular pump to VS pump, they figure, oh, I'm going to run eight hours. doesn't matter what speed, eight hours like my other pump. And this causes a lot of water quality issues. There was a customer that I was fighting a long time. He would always reset his timer. I'd go there and reset it. He would text me saying, oh, please don't reset the timer. And I would text him back saying, I need to reset it because it's not running long enough. And I tried to explain this to him. He just wasn't getting it. Then when the pool started getting algae, he would say, why is the pool getting algae? Then I would explain to him why it's getting algae because the pool's not running long enough. You can't run the pool for eight hours at a VS pump and expect it to work just like the single speed pump. Finally, after back and forth, the pool getting really ugly, he realized that the pump wasn't running long enough, and so he didn't fight me any longer. Hopefully it won't get to that point, but it may get to a point where the water quality is affected, and then the customer will understand these points. Now, the runtime, you can run it, I think, at the low speed. I kind of like the low speed first and then the high speed second. Sometimes you, you can reverse that. I'll usually have the low speed come on early in the morning, run into the afternoon, and then the higher speed will come on in the afternoon into the evening. That way the water is circulated at the peak time the sun's hitting the pool at a higher rate. It's also a good idea to make sure that at the medium speed that the automatic cleaner is moving, most of them will work fine at 2400 RPM. Sometimes you have to adjust it up to 2600 RPMs get that cleaner to move. For a pressure side cleaner, definitely 2400 RPMs is perfectly fine for that booster pump to activate. Sometimes if the customer has water features, you may want to put a third program in, maybe at 2800 RPMs or 3000 RPMs in the afternoon to get that water feature going. And then you may be able to eliminate that medium speed altogether and just have a low and high speed to maximize the energy savings. I wouldn't necessarily say you need to have like eight different speeds. I was at one account where the sun was there visiting and he took over and he programmed in like eight different speeds in the easy touch, which is crazy because a lot of pool pros can't even do that. This guy must be, be like an electrical engineer, but he actually had some of them overlapping, which didn't work. But when I went there to go fix it, I saw like eight different speeds, eight different run times. I was like, wow, this is crazy. So I put it back down to my standard two run times, a low speed of 1800 and then a medium speed of 2400, and that's all you really need. You don't have that eight different speeds in there. There are a couple buttons on your VS pump. They can be labeled differently. Could say something like quick clean or clean or timeout mode. 
And this is a pretty good mode to have available, especially if you do pool service, if you add chemicals, you want to put it in timeout mode so that it overrides any program. It may even be off at that time. And you can usually program the timeout mode, quick clean mode or clean mode in the menu setting of the VS pump, depending on which pump you have. I like to have those running for at least three hours so that, you know, there's like a three hour kind of rule of thumb for circulating chemicals in the pool. But I find that three hours is also good to give that pool good cleaning. So I'll run when I'm there, the quick clean mode or clean mode or timeout mode for three hours, regardless if I add chemicals or not, just to get the water moving. Especially if you're going to vacuum the pool, you're going to need a higher RPM. Usually those are set at, you know, 3100 or 3300 or sometimes even 3450 RPMs. You can also go in there and program those down or put them at a speed that you're comfortable with. Sometimes if you have the automatic cleaner set at 2400 RPMs and you hit quick clean, at 3,100 RPMs, 3,100 RPMs, that cleaner may move too fast in the pool and cause problems. So keep that in mind that if you are, if you do have a quick clean mode, you may want to set it to where the automatic cleaner is not going crazy in the pool. So dial that RPM down and you just want the pool to circulate right there anyway. So even like 2,600 RPMs would be perfectly fine for that quick clean mode. The button that I think is most critical is either start, stop, on off. Sometimes customers will hit that button when they're having, you know, when they're using their pool. I had one account where this was notoriously a problem. They would use their pool. They didn't like the pool running while they used it because it had an automatic cleaner. So they would hit stop on the pump. But invariably, they would go in their house and not hit start. So by the time I got to the stop, the pool would still be off. And this is kind of like a kill button on the VS pump. Hitting the on off button will kill it and stop it. So Basically, they would just leave the pool off for those three or four days and it would start turning. And then I would get there and notice that the pump was off and I turn it on. So I I contacted the customer. They they told me they were going to be more conscientious about it, but they still made that mistake ever so often. So let the customer know that if they do hit that start, stop, on, off button before they go in their house, make sure they hit that again to put it back into the scheduled time mode. And that's really important. There really isn't a VS pump that I know of that can override itself on that. There's no AI yet that can sense the fact that, okay, they used their pool, they turned it off, now we need to turn it back on. That button's there just as a safety mechanism anyway, in case you're doing repairs on the pool and want to turn everything off. By the way, I recommend turning the breakers off instead. But let's say that you have problems with the filter, you took the elements out, you're going to exchange them so you want the pump off, you know, most of the time, You'll hit that button to turn everything off and the schedule time won't run. Again, the breakers are much better for something like this because someone can hit that on button and then you're in a world of hurt. But most of the time, this on-off start-stop button is hit by the customer and this stops everything. So be aware of that and let the customer know that if they do stop the pump during the day for whatever reason using the pool, they don't like the loud noise of the pump while they're out there in the back talking, sitting in their lounge chairs, that they hit that button again to start everything back into schedule mode. One thing I should mention, if you do put the pool in a timeout quick clean mode, sometimes the customer will see that on their internal panel or on their app, and they may panic and say, hey, there's something wrong with the pool. It says timeout mode is activated. And you have to educate the customer too ahead of time that when you service the pool, sometimes you're going to put it in timeout mode. And what happens is that it overrides the schedule and it runs for three hours. Now, there are occasions where I've done that and the customer's like, hey, I'm trying to use my spa and it says it's in timeout mode and I can't put it in spa mode. 
So you have to tell the customer how to get it out of timeout mode. Usually it's pretty easy if they have an app. It's easy if they have an internal panel. Sometimes they'll have to go outside and hit the buttons if it's an Aqualink and old system and just put it back in auto mode. So just walk them through that. You should educate your customers on the different modes on their automated panel. If you have an automated system, service, timeout, and auto, that should be something obvious. But on the VS Pump, if it's a standalone, let them know how to get it out of the quick clean mode. Just teach the customer how to get it out of that mode so they can use their pool if they need to. One other thing that I like to set on my VS Pumps is the priming speed. At the factory, most of the time it's set at 3450, 3450 RPMs for 3 minutes, sometimes 5 minutes. I really don't think you need to prime your pool that speed, and most pools don't need that kind of priming speed. So I like to lower the priming speed down. If you need to, you can lower it down to 3100 RPMs for 3 minutes. Sometimes I'll go as low as 2600 RPMs, and 3 minutes is pretty much a standard priming time. I probably wouldn't go any less than that in case there's a problem, maybe there's air in the line. You want to make sure that it's able to pull that at a higher speed before it goes into low speed mode. Otherwise, it may not drop into low speed mode properly. So I like to drop the priming speed down to like 3100 RPM. Sometimes the full 3450 RPMs causes problems. I mentioned automatic cleaners. You may have the sideboard set at a certain rate. And if you're priming it at 3450 RPMs, that cleaner may go crazy for three minutes in that pool. It may come out of the water and suck air. So it's one of those things where you got to be cognizant of what's running in the pool with those speeds. If you have a water feature and the pump primes at 3450 RPMs, that water feature may spill water everywhere and the customer may be, be concerned about it. So lower that priming speed down so that it's logically in line with where you have all the other things set at in the pool. That way it doesn't cause any problems. I had one pool where they had a spa spillway with like a built-in feature. It was like a, a flagstone feature behind the spa and would kind of trickle in when you turned on the pump at the lower speeds. Whenever this pool primed the 3450, that water would splash all over the deck. It would go everywhere. And the customer called me and said, hey, my water feature is acting up. So I, I went there and I, I saw what was going on. And so I adjusted the priming speed down to 2,800 RPMs. And that solved that problem. So that could be the case also. If you have the VS pump set for features and the cleaner, make sure the priming speed is not going to short circuit that or cause problems with that pool. And you should be able to get into the menu and change the priming speed and the priming time and on the flip side, sometimes there's some pools that have a hard time priming. Even at 3450 RPMs for three minutes, they just can't get that full prime. Could be that the equipment is really far from the pool. Could just be maybe there's a little air leak somewhere compromising it. In that case, you want to raise the priming time to the full five minutes at 3450 RPMs. And that usually solves all those problems with those pools that have a hard time priming. Increase the prime time to the maximum. And then, of course, if you wanted to do that, I would not start with a low speed because then it may not prime completely and go into low speed. So you may want to start with a high speed and then gradually go into a low speed. So maybe a high speed for half an hour or an hour and then go directly into that low speed program with those pools that may have a problem priming. If you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, just click on the podcast icon and I have over 1,200 podcasts you can listen to. And if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick. 
If you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.